0: Hello, this is Marcelo Pico, founder of the Talk From Society and host of several podcasts on the network. Here to introduce, officially, episode one of Marking the Marks with Marcus and Marcelo, the wrestling podcast here on Talk From Society. Uh, Check out the intro episode, episode zero, that we published not too long ago. Um, And you'll be caught up with, uh, with how me and Marcus feel about wrestling. And you'll be uh, set for this episode, for officially episode one of the podcast. Here we talk WrestleMania uh, with our wonderful guest, Alejandra. And this was first published on April 10th, 2019. Uh, If you want to hear more right away, we have episodes up on the Patreon. That's patreon.com slash talk film society patreon.com slash talk from society for this and several other exclusive uh bonus episodes um yeah so enjoy this and go to the patreon why don't you
1: so you think you're untouchable
2: word like this is basic thugganomics
0: Hello and welcome to Marking the Marks with Marcus and Marcelo. I am Marcello. Uh, as always, well, I mean as always, this is officially episode one, so <laughs> starting now, uh, I I'll be your co host uh with uh, on this wrestling podcast, this monthly wrestling show on Talk from Society that I'm hosting with my co-host Marcus Irving, hey Marcus.
1: Hi, I am Marcus Irving. I will also be your wrestling co-host.
0: <laughs> we are we are co-hosts who talk about wrestling. We're not actually wrestling co-hosts. Um, we don't wrestle. Although bonus episode, I- Marcus, let's get let's get into the ring. Um, yeah,
1: that, that might happen in the future.
0: I actually know somebody uh, who knows somebody who could get me into a wrestling ring. Well, just not in the ring, but to watch a match here locally in town. Um, and I'll, 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 I'll talk to that person about actually, you know, uh, suiting up and, and jumping in. I mean, how hard how, how could that be, Marcus, to be a wrestler? Have you always wanted, have you, not always, but have you wanted to be a wrestler? Like, to actually be in the ring?
1: I'm going to be honest, I have thought about it, and... uh <laughs> I, I i feel like if my life went completely differently and I discovered that I liked wrestling way before i did i I don't know <laughs> it might I might it might have been something that I thought about more
0: we'll, we'll talk about this more as we continue, but um uh real quick, I'll mention uh I have a sister. She's great. Her and I used to watch wrestling back when I was into wrestling back in the late nineties early two thousands. And I gave her a still cut stunner. Um, but 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 she's okay. Uh, so that's how much I wanted to be a wrestler, I guess, as a kid. But I grew out of it, and and we'll talk about why here in a second. So for this episode, we're talking about WrestleMania thirty five. Uh, it's it's Monday, April eighth, a day after WrestleMania. Uh, the event which which uh, was literally. Uh, two days worth of wrestling entertainment, mm-hmm. the crown jewel of what's 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 the phrase, Marcus? The 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 oh, many granddaddy
3: phrases. stage of them
1: all. Thank you, the guest. granddaddy of them all, the,
0: the <laughs> grandest stage of them all. Yeah, it's the, the the showcase, showcase of, of shows. the showcase of the immortals. The that's showcase one
1: of the immortals.
0: <laughs> um, yes, that took place last night. And for this episode, for f- the official episode one of this, we have a special guest. Uh, And I hope she likes wrestling, because otherwise, it's just going to be a hassle discussing a seven-hour event with her. (laughs) (laughs) We have Alejandra Gonzalez. Hello.
3: Hi there. I'm so excited. I love wrestling. And honestly, when you asked Marcus if he's ever wanted to be a wrestler, I've always wanted to be a wrestler, but it's not like it was always great for women so i decided to go a different route
0: oh wow right right
3: and now i regret it because now it's awesome
0: yes i mean how awesome <laughs> is it now the main event last night was a triple threat women's uh, championship match and Indeed, yeah it was and we'll talk it we'll talk about how great or not that was <laughs> here in a bit we have words i have words um but before we we jump into it let's all talk about wrestling and how much we like it you know how much we're into it um if anybody is 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 skipping ahead and hasn't listened to our intro episode with me and marcus or me doing a commentary with paul blart with marcus where i also watch king of the ring
2: 1998 (laughs) (laughs) or if you were
1: gonna listen to this why wouldn't you listen to that
0: (laughs) listen you, you you should listen to that paul blart commentary because i i i give a lot of my history my background on wrestling and why i like uh wrestling back in the day because I watched King of the Ring 1998, and if you don't know, that has the infamous Hell in the Cell match with Mankind versus Undertaker. So, oh my goodness, yeah, um, mm-hmm. yeah. But that uh, that should tell you right, right around when I was into it. And then I also talked with Marcus on the Marcello Mixer podcast episode where we we watched War of Wumble 2019, and that's when I got back into it um, because the opening match on that pay per view was uh, it featured Becky Lynch. And, um, and ever since then, I'm like, yeah, I'm a fan. I'm a fan. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so so back, you know, in the late nineties, I got into it. Kind of fell off around like 2003 or something, and then yeah, finally back on board. Um, Allie, let's talk about your your history with wrestling. Um, I mean, you you watched <laughs> WrestleMania live last night. You're you're totally into it. I know you're a fan, but how much of a fan are you?
3: Um. Okay.
0: Here we go. (laughs) In
3: around middle school, my brother became a fan. My younger brother, he was a lot younger. He was probably in the fifth grade of Batista and The Undertaker. And around this time was when they were like having that major rivalry. And so, of course, because my brother was a fan, my parents bought him tickets to go watch Survivor Series 2007. Oh, wow. And I had to be the one that got dragged along and I was miserable Uh until I got there and laid my eyes on Jeff Hardy and Uh, when I laid my eyes on Jeff Hardy I thought he was the coolest thing ever and I wanted to like immerse myself in this world and I became (laughs) such a fan like I bought the DVDs when it was still (laughs) wweshop.com to learn about all my favorite wrestlers I'd watch YouTube videos I'd make YouTube videos like compilation videos oh wow I had like a lot of merchandise I was a obsessed and then you know i i just kind of educated myself that way and then i stopped for a while when i got to high school because i started hating it (laughs) i was so bored with it i think it was around the time that like literally like daniel bryan debuted
0: i don't know who that is exactly well uh the Tell me why exactly this guy? Uh, I don't
3: know. I will not him in particular, but I still remember like what was going on.
0: Oh, just like, like that storyline popped up and you're like, no. Right.
3: And I'm like, oh wait, like I'm not as interested now. It was when a lot of the newer people were starting to come, and I was just like, uh, I'm not into this because everything I was familiar with was no longer.
0: <laughs> yeah. So
3: yeah. my, you know, my high school personality was like, oh, this is so dumb. I hate this. But now I love seeing new talent, and I love seeing, you know new people on the roster, so I started watching again because I think it was, like, when Brock Lesnar came back that I started watching again, and now I'm a fan again.
0: <laughs> what, what what year was that when Lesnar came back?
3: Um, not too long ago. Maybe, like, 2000... Mm, I'm gonna say, like, I don't remember. Marcus, do you know?
1: Marcus? No, I really don't. Damn it. It yeah, was, like,
3: this last time. I think it was around, like... One, two, um, I was dating this guy, so I'm trying to remember. <laughs> um, I think it was like 2015, maybe. Okay, okay,
0: okay. Uh, uh Marcus, uh, w- uh, when did you jump into wrestling? Just in case anybody doesn't know.
1: All right. Okay. So, yeah, I I started watching the pay per views with my friends in like 2017, 2016, and I ended up going to a SmackDown show, and I thought it was super cool, and. Uh, and uh, eventually, like around December 2017, but I still didn't really watch it. I just kind of went to the pay-per-views and had fun. But then uh, around December 2017, I flipped on the TV when Raw was on, and I just stayed watching it. And literally, like since then, I've not missed a show, and I got really, really, really overly obsessed with it in the last uh, year and a half. Uh, uh, so yeah, I'm I'm a recent fan. I don't know everything. Oh yeah, yeah. But and I I I am enthusiastic about it. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah. it's good. I, I I should I should remember
0: that you don't know everything. I'm gonna always turn to you for anything, any question I have, Marcus. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> Marcus, who is Stone Cold Steve Austin? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> See that? Uh, um, I had like a good five year stretch, maybe, maybe even four year stretch. And like, yeah, uh, what, what what Ali was just mentioning. And hopefully, Marcus, this doesn't happen to you. Or if it does happen, it'll happen whenever we stop the podcast. But there's a time in my life where I'm like, yeah, I'm done with wrestling. Um, yeah. And it, I I just had an analogy. Maybe this works. Maybe this doesn't. It's kind of yeah. like watching Saturday Night Live. You know? You grow up with a cast. And you are in love with that cast. And then once they leave and they're bringing new people, I'm like, I'm not invested anymore. I'm. Yeah. I i do not like these yeah. these new players. So that's I think a really that's really good analogy. Yeah, I just I just made that connection just now. I'm a genius. So yeah. So, <laughs> uh, but then it's funny to come back to it because I did that with Saturday Night Live where I I left uh, right around the time uh, I guess Jimmy Fallon was getting big. I'm like I don't like this guy and this new these new people. <laughs> um, and then I came back around the Kristen Wiig era and I was a fan again. So I mean yeah, it just guess uh everybody, I guess, maybe has like their own point in time when they're like a fan of wrestling, you know, whatever era that may be. And when they bring in new people like um, I already forgot the person you mentioned, Ali, <laughs> but, uh, but uh, I, I Daniel, Bryan. Daniel Bryan, you know, uh, for me, uh, it might have been maybe John Cena. Because I don't, I I may have caught on at the beginning of his gimmick when he was brought on to the WWE. I don't remember, uh, but also I could probably say I've I don't remember ever seeing a a John Cena match um, because. It was happening when I was like not a fan anymore. Uh, so, yeah.
1: Did, 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 uh, what happened with John Cena last night? Did any of that ring any bells for it you? It rang, I'm
0: gonna be honest, Jesus. it rang some bells. Well, yeah, let's talk about that real quick. I going to talk about John oh, Cena, okay? Right. <laughs> okay. Okay. Because you, you guys may know, well, you guys, you guys definitely know more about John Cena than I do. Um, uh, I'll tell you my reaction. Okay. So yeah. Uh, halfway through WrestleMania, uh, had that guy with a guitar. Who is it? Um, Elias. <laughs> Elias. <laughs> thank you guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, and like his, his, his thing, uh, as far as I know, right. is he starts strumming on his guitar and somebody interrupts him. Right. Um, yeah, basically. <clears throat> and this time it was John Cena, a, a, a rap, a rapping John Cena. And I swear, I think I remember that gimmick now, because I, I texted Marcus when it was happening. I'm like, what the fuck is happening? Why yeah. is he dressed
1: up and like can, that? Why is he rapping? I can't really explain it to you, because we have to save it for the show. <laughs> like, uh, I, like, Let's save
3: I it. I loved watching people who were not familiar with what the hell was going on <laughs> wonder what the hell was going on. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I I had it kind of I had a flashback as it was happening to him like wait this this is familiar I <laughs> I think I remember this happening and it may have been a reason why I stopped watching <laughs> um, but yeah but he he I mean guys is is he is he still a big thing did uh, he didn't wrestle last night right right
3: no he's a I think he's a big thing I think he's one of the greatest of all time just because of his work ethic and I think he's very charismatic on the mic and he's an okay wrestler but I think like he's a perfect character which is kind of like hard to be both for a lot of these athletes and i think he's really good i think he's he's pretty over if you will
0: what is that term
3: okay so over (laughs) is like they go over really well with the fans
0: ah thank you see i'm gonna be doing that a lot (laughs) um no but yeah john cena i i get his appeal i mean he was good on the mic last night i get it you know but he i just never got into him i never did um the brief glimpses of the matches i saw of him with him i just never got into so yeah i mean that's that's me
3: there was like a while there where people associated well people reacted to him the way that people react to roman reigns now where it's like oh brother like another win come on like can can we have something different
0: so he's you know oh yeah, it's hot or cold, yeah that that I know because Marcus told me that in the last uh episode, where were uh, they were putting up Roman reigns as like uh, uh the next star right, and and the crowd right. did not like him,
1: <laughs> no. yeah, yeah, John Cena had that exact same thing, yeah,
0: oh yeah, but yeah, uh but, John yeah, I mean John Cena outside the ring, he's amazing, and he's he's yes, definitely yes. a performer he's, he's a great actor. He's got great comedic chops, so I get it. I understand. It was just never my thing. I guess is what I'll say. Never my thing. Um, But who knows? I might, you know, end up watching some of his matches uh, eventually Um, because I am a subscriber to the WWE Network now. I have it.
3: He's got some really good like rivalries. I wouldn't say I love a lot of his matches, but if you're talking rivalries, I definitely recommend watching the stuff with Shawn Michaels.
0: Okay. Yeah. I'm all for Shawn so, Michaels. Yeah,
3: I know, me too. He's one of my favorites of all time.
0: Marcus, you love Shawn Michaels too, right? Oh, the coolest! The coolest! Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay, fine. I'll, I'll look that up. I will look up uh, uh, John Cena versus Shawn Michaels. Um, okay, so that's that's our love of wrestling. Okay, I mean, yeah, I, I, um, we don't want to jump into WrestleMania just yet. Okay, uh, we have something special. I just throw this in now. You know, we 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 did our intros, and we'll talk more after this, but. Uh, We had a special correspondent, special guy in the street, you know, recorded a remote segment at WrestleMania. It took place in New Jersey. Um, I've seen a lot of people say it uh, it was in New York, but no, it's technically in New Jersey.
1: Where where exactly in New Jersey, Marcus, was it? Uh, MetLife Stadium. Yeah. uh, Wherever that happens to be. (laughs) 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 Interesting. But uh, we had Matt Curione. Uh good
0: old, uh editor at large at Talk From Society. He ended up with a ticket to WrestleMania. I think his brother took him, right? I think that's I think that's the case. Um but he was he was um uh what's the word? He was fortunate enough, uh and he was glad to do it for us for this show to record some interviews, some <laughs> He, he talked to some people uh, in the parking lot, and then he got some reaction shots as the show was going on. So sit back, folks. Listen to this little segment by Matt Curione as he as he lives uh, during WrestleMania 35.
2: Hey, it's Matt, your man on the street for Marking the Marks with Marcus and Marcelo here at WrestleMania in the parking lot. It's a crazy time. Uh, I'm here with a bunch of folks. And we're going to see what they're most excited for. Michael Morris here. I'm excited for the Triple Threat main event. My girl Becky Lynch is going to win the titles tonight. Uh, my name's Gary Reed. And believe it or not, I'm most excited for AJ Styles versus Randy Orton. All right. Oh, wait, he's chugging. <laughs> <laughs> God, I don't even know what I'm most looking forward to, so <laughs> I can't even answer this question. i chugging this George Santos, a.k.a. Mr. Basuda himself. And the thing I'm looking forward to is Kofi Mania, baby. That's what I'm looking forward to. There you
1: go. Name is Anthony. I'm most looking forward to the Demon Finn Balor.
2: I'm Jacob Noble, and I am most excited to just have a really good time here with all my friends who I love. Been watching wrestling for eight years, still
1: don't know what I'm loving, but uh, the Becky Lynch match is going to be great. I want Funkasaurus to come back. That ain't happening, but I hope it's just going to be a really good night.
3: Hey, I'm Melissa. I'm here to have a good time at WrestleMania 35. I'm really looking forward to seeing Becky Lynch and getting me a giant soda. (laughs) Oh, hi, I'm Rachel, and tonight I am most excited to see Charlotte Flair live.
2: So that's Matt, your man on the street for Marking the Marks. (laughs) Matt, again, your man on the street for Marking the Marks with Marcus and Marcello. I'm here with Jay.
1: How you doing? Hey, what's up, man? Yeah, Jay from the Sexy Armpit and the Purple Stuff podcast, hanging out with you here at WrestleMania, MetLife Stadium, in the parking lot. Things are crazy right now.
2: What are you most excited for tonight? Really uh, excited to see the Iconics, Alexa Bliss, Becky Lynch, Ronda Rousey, all the women. (laughs) It should be a pretty fun night. Like I was telling you, this is my first. Show him Decades, Yeah. Uh, I'm way out of my element, mm-hmm. but I'm just going to let the crazy wash over me. Yeah, what are you looking forward to the most? Uh, I like Finn Balor. Yeah. He's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, and he's
1: going to be doing the demon makeup tonight. So one would gonna, hope. Yeah. One would oh, hope. Yeah.
2: Uh, that, uh, I know Batista. He's cool, yeah. so that'll be fun. Yeah. Other than that, totally out of my element. <laughs> no idea who anyone you're, is. You're going to have a blast tonight. I cannot fucking yeah.
1: wait, man. Good. I hope you have a great time. All
2: right, man. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, All right, so we just got to our seats. That's a lie. Uh, there's a capacity crowd here of about, I don't know, a million? Half a million? Something like that. What would you say? How many do you think people are here? 80 million. Yes, there's 80 million people here. That's a lot of people. Uh, surrounded by some pretty good fans. The, the energy is pretty good. Looking forward to some fun. And uh, yeah, I'll check in midway through the show. Maybe. We'll see. So right now, it's a tag team championship match against The Revival and Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins. I've been told that Kurt Hawkins has lost 100 in a row. And we're almost there. And the crowd goes wild! Seth Rollins is a new Universal Champion! Listen to that crowd! of the new day is now the champion it's Becky done. wins Your Women's
0: Champion yeah! and there you go wow I mean uh, you guys have been at shows um, yes Oh no! So okay, thanks, mm-hmm. thanks, Matt Carrion. And by the way, that uh, I have to say, I mean, Matt Carrion, and we'll probably have him eventually on the show um, because uh, I mean, he went to WrestleMania; he was there for that huge experience, and he was also a huge wrestling fan in the past. He's not, so, he's not so much anymore. So he had to Google what exactly was happening <laughs> during ninety <laughs> percent of the matches. But he said, he said to me that uh, he had a great time, had the time of his life. I think, I think that's that. Uh, th- those are his words. But he also said he was very tired <laughs> by the end. I can't imagine. <laughs> I mean, next year's yeah. going to be
3: in Tampa, so it's like an, a five-hour drive for me, and I could totally go. But, like, do I want to?
0: Oh, wow. I mean, it ended, at what, like at 1 a.m. last night? 1
3: a.m. I was dead tired, and I wasn't even there.
0: Yeah. and we, I mean, just imagine just to actually be there. It's a whole day. It's literally just... You're there the whole day. Your um, work day, yeah. Um, but no, you guys have been to events. I have not been to an event as much of a, of a fan as I was back in the day. Um, and I, I lived, you know, nearby Houston. I could have gone to like a, a Houston match, you know, of a, of a Raw or something. But no. Um, Oh, I, uh, I mean, uh, you went to Survivor Series? Did you say Ellie was it was that the one you went to? Yeah,
3: I went to Survivor Series. I've been I was at WrestleMania 24. Oh, well, there you have been Blair Yeah. So wow.
0: yeah. that's amazing. <laughs> um,
3: it was the best experience, but I will say I don't know that I would enjoy them anymore because you don't hear the commentators at live events, which That's true. Yeah. It feels a little bit like quiet <laughs> and yeah. like, all you hear is just reactions from the crowd, and you're just like, if you're all the way in the nosebleeds, you're like getting delayed reactions. <laughs> so it's it's just, it's a mess. But it is really nice to feed off the crowd's energy, but I'd just rather watch it at home now.
0: Ah, uh, true. And, and Marcus, you were at like a SmackDown, you said, or a Raw?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I've been to one SmackDown and one Raw, and there's a Raw coming up in two weeks that I'm actually going to. Oh. Fine. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So you're gonna do your remote segments there, right? You're gonna record. You're gonna do interviews. <laughs> we'll,
1: we'll think about it. We'll, we'll see
0: <laughs> for the next episode. But yeah, but I, I'm not gonna make a promise. But I, I would like to go to a show. You know, eventually. I'm sure I'll have time. And I'm in Austin. I mean, they think I'm to Austin. I'm sure they do. Oh, uh, definitely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So just, you know, I just, yeah, I, I mean, of course, when I was watching it as like a teenager, as a kid, I really did want to go. I just never, you know, had the, had the opportunity or chance. But uh, yeah, I imagine it's fun. Um, So WrestleMania itself, Uh, how, uh, Marcus, uh, okay, let's get this out of the way. Um, Last episode, we talked about um, experiencing WrestleMania for a day, (laughs) you know, because it's, uh, you know, making a day of it, okay? Uh, I want to get to you first, Marcus. Uh, How did you spend your WrestleMania day?
1: Okay, so um, I went over to a friend's house and we watched it there. I I don't know. (laughs) There's no real story. There were like five of us in an apartment watching it. (laughs)
0: <laughs> that's a story reacting it's just to friends. all the twists and turns <laughs> I, I, I have friends <laughs> uh 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 Ali uh, what about you how's your Wrestlemania day
3: so Wrestlemania at my house is like Super Bowl Sunday so we do make like a full day out of it I wake up me and my brother will like the day before we go buy a bunch of groceries so that we can pig out all day Wrestlemania Sunday and then we watch old matches and stuff during the daytime and then we start watching the you know the like pre-card and all that stuff, you know, like the pre-show, not pre-card, the pre-show. And yeah, it's, it's just a chill day. And I, I don't know, I really, really wake up on WrestleMania Sunday. Like it's the Super Bowl.
0: Yeah. And, um, uh, I, Marcus was telling me on that, you know, making a day of it. Um, and what did I do folks (laughs) instead of watching it, watching it live? I went to go see Kill Bill volume one and two (laughs) in a theater, (laughs) (laughs) which I, I bought the ticket like weeks ago thinking, Oh uh, and I finally uh, have the opportunity to watch these movies back to back in a the theater like I've always wanted to. 5 years ago I tried to and the theater I went to they screwed up volume 2 and you know they couldn't play volume 2 after volume 1 and I'm like, "Oh, why? My my life is cursed." So I had the opportunity to do it back to back and come to find out the same day as WrestleMania I go. Oh. <laughs> oh damn. So I it, as WrestleMania was starting, I was watching volume 1 <laughs> It came out, got home, actually recorded a podcast, <laughs> and then Jeez. and then no, oh, yeah, I recorded a podcast for a new series I'm doing, and then after all that, I jumped into the middle of the Triple H Batista fight uh, uh, match, I should say, um, and then I watched it live from there. So I watched like the last like hour or so of the of the event. So yeah, um, uh, next time. I'll try to make a you know I'll try to be there for the whole thing live okay <laughs> for the what's what's the next one Money in the Bank right in yeah. uh, in May yeah so the, uh, today I mean yesterday I just cannot make it a day event so I apologize to you Marcus I want to bring that up um, because uh, man um, I did see it all though I mean uh, when I came home I, I started from the beginning you know after it was over uh, got through a lot of it. Then I watched the, the rest of it this morning. So I'm all caught up. I've watched all of WrestleMania. Like many people, it took me also two days. <laughs> all right. So there's a lot, there, there's a lot of matches. Uh, Marcus, how many matches were there at this WrestleMania? Oh, boy. 16, I think?
3: Jesus.
0: Final count? <clears throat> Jesus. I actually didn't know it was 16 matches. <laughs> um... And like, uh, like the last time we talked, uh, I wanted to break it down to a top five matches, um, which we have. Um, but before we get to that, uh, were, there, were there any other like, smaller matches we wanted to talk about real quick? Um, I mean, but we have the list here, and I guess we'll, we'll, we'll go ahead and say what the list is. Um, Marcus, you have the list. What's, quickly, well, let's, yeah. what, what's the top five that we're, we're going to get to in depth?
1: So we are going to talk more about uh, the main event, Ronda Rousey versus Charlotte Flair versus Becky Lynch. We're going to talk more about Batista versus Triple H. We're going to talk more about Kofi Kingston and Daniel Bryan, The Miz versus Shane McMahon, and Brock Lesnar versus Seth Rollins. There you go. But uh, for the rest of the sh- for the rest of the lineup, I guess. I'd like to bring up uh, that seeing the demon Finn Balor is the coolest fucking thing there is. He is so awesome.
0: <clears throat> okay, uh,
1: I I saw a. Uh,
0: I think I was watching a Raw. Um, oh, and this is another question I had for you, Allie, Before we even begin, um, how much of the, how much of the wrestling do you see a week? Because Marcus, you watch it all, do Or you try to watch all of it, right?
1: <laughs> I Raw SmackDown, yeah,
0: yeah. But, but that's a lot still. That's like what five hours. <laughs> How much of it, <laughs> Allie, do you watch a week?
3: So, so it's become such an integral part of my lifestyle that I watch it every single week as well, Raw and SmackDown, but it's just honest background noise while I like write or while I do other stuff. Right, so.
1: yeah. Yeah. That's, that's uh, the way to do it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I
3: mean y- if you sit down and watch three hours of wrestling every Monday, like you will want to die. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes.
0: And I, I bring it up because uh, in doing my own catching up to the plot lines of, uh, for the show, you know, I, I tried to watch an entire Raw one night um, because there was some Lynch stuff going on, but uh, but no, I couldn't do it. I just stopped. it. <laughs> I texted Marcus. I'm like, I made it 30 minutes into this Raw. Uh, I'm good. Right? And then later, Marcus was like, you didn't miss anything. Like, okay, perfect. So... Um, I'm not watching the Raws or Smackdowns. I uh, will only do it like if there's something big going on. But uh, I'm not committing myself to that. <laughs> uh, but uh, there was one Raw. What was it? Smackdown. Uh, I'm sorry, but uh, Finn Balor was on it, and I saw some of his segments, and he was coming out as the mo- the Beast, the Monster, what, the Demon? The Demon. Thank the you. Demon. Uh, someone explain to me what the hell's going on here. Because I really have no idea. I
3: also have no idea.
0: Really? Oh, well, Marcus it, knows then. Marcus,
1: explain no, to it's, us. It's 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 what you saw. I don't know if there's any mythology <laughs> it. behind it or lore. I, thought, I actually thought there was more to it. I, I really don't think there is. It's but like,
3: I, sometimes he's just Finn and sometimes he's the demon. And you, just, yeah,
1: like, you get what you get. The demon shows up when... Ben Balor really needs to focus when he really needs to pull something special Uh, when he's got to win a very big match he dresses up as the demon which is basically just a bunch of face paint and body paint and like leather straps for hair and does this extra special entrance It's, it's not, I don't know the lore behind it, maybe it's there but all I know is that it is an awesome entrance and it's very cool to see it okay. is extremely cool. Um, yeah. And I
0: here, Finn Balor is popular. Well, with Matt Curion, apparently Matt Curion, out of anybody, uh, you know, who, uh, out of all the wrestlers that they had at the show, he only knew Finn Balor for some reason. I don't know why. <laughs> um, he seems it seems a cool guy, I guess. But no, I guess uh, yeah, I thought there was more than that. I guess it's just what it is. You know, he, sometimes he comes out as a demon, sometimes as a human. Uh, person. Um, all right. And it was, let me, let me talk about this too. The ordering of these matches, um, was kind of weird to me. Uh, well, first off it started with, and we're not going to jump into it. Not yet, but it started with the, um, the, uh, what's it? The, uh, Rollins Lesnar, you know, match. Yep. Which I get. It. It's like kind of a gimmick. It's like saying, "Hey, uh, Paul Heyman came out saying, 'Hey, we're gonna do this real quick,' you know, just to get out of the way." And it was a great start to WrestleMania. I get that, you know. But then as the night went on, uh, I was really confused as to why the Baylor match was the second to last match of the show. Why not have it be like the, the Kofi match or one of the bigger matches?
1: I, I think that the my reasoning for that would be that. That demon entrance is something that's going to rile the crowd up. And right. it's a short match, so it's not gonna take take long. It's just gonna it's gonna get the crowd excited again right before the main event where you really want them into it. I gotcha. And because at that with point sixteen matches, you gotta do something.
3: <laughs> and you can't just have all your like great matches at the end. You yeah. kinda wanna like space them out. And I honestly The way that the WWE orders their matches is, like, super controversial on my timeline sometimes. But they are very strategic with it. And I think that they open with um, Brock and Seth because I thought that they were just going to give it to Seth immediately so that they didn't have to give it to Kofi later on. But I was wrong. So,
0: Uh, Spoiler alert for anybody who has not watched WrestleMania. I'm joking. Obviously, I'm joking. (laughs) Yeah, but I, uh, you know, going back to how old I am, like when I watched the pay-per-views back in like the late '90s, early 2000s, I seem to remember like the matches, the, the the match order going as you'd think, like from least, you know, popular to most popular. Um, and I guess
1: nowadays it's not the case, right? They just scramble up the order to. Yeah, they they do whatever they want to do. Yeah, so um, there's not much of a science behind it.
0: Okay, yeah, that's interesting. You know, uh, I I got the full. That I got, I got that in spades last night because I was like, "What?" I came in and the Triple H match was going on. I go, "Wait a second, how many more are there? With Kurt Angle ones happening too?" Okay, well, (laughs) um, that was kind of weird because the Kurt Angle one is not your top five, right, Marcus? Oh no, 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 no. Uh, quick mention on that. Um, it was fine. I, I mean, I was a huge Kurt Angle guy back in the day. You know, even when he became a heel. Um, he was fun to watch and he's, he's personality in the ring and that being his final match was kind of weird. It was, it was like, so
3: disrespectful.
0: You think it was just, yeah. how, how do you think it's disrespect, uh, disrespectful, Allie?
3: I mean, people like I made the tweet that I thought it was super disrespectful and people were like, well, no, you always go out on your back. And I'm like, yeah, that's fine. I don't care that he lost. I care that it was such a bad match. Yeah. At least make him look powerful by giving him like a, a powerful opponent
1: yeah, yeah, a uh, yeah, Really boring choice of opponent. That's the yeah. biggest problem. Because yeah, I, I I I understood
0: some of that uh, controversy, I guess, where the crowd, the WWE universe, as it's called now, right? The audience, uh, they wanted right. somebody like John Cena uh, to face mm-hmm. off against um, Kurt Angle, which I get. Baron Corbin, I've seen him wrestle twice now. Wasn't he in that um, Shield match in the last pay per view? Right? Was that him? Yeah. Or, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure he was.
0: Um, I saw him there and I saw him here and I'm like, yeah, he's he's just a, just a random guy. He's, he's, he has no appeal to me. So I don't know. I mean, you know, it's, it was touching eventually at the end of the match and Krangle had his moment, but still, yeah, weird. And that was like the third to last match of the night. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's my take on that. Weird seeing that match there. (laughs) Uh, any other smaller matches we want to talk about before we jump
1: into the top five?
3: Maybe the women's tag team championship. Yeah, which... I was
1: about to mention that. Yeah. Um,
3: I'm a huge Beth Phoenix fan. She was kind of like all the rage when I was into this, um, and I like got super emotional because I love Natty also, and so like watching them wrestle together was awesome. But I'm so glad that the Iconics won.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're yeah, the Iconics are really they're really fun. They're they're cool. <laughs> they're the their entrance with the. Like they're like demon angels or whatever. That's, that was really funny. Uh, yeah, I, I like them. I like that they have this moment. Uh, yeah.
0: I, I, uh, Like I said in, in previous uh, shows, uh, podcasts in which we talk about wrestling, like the, the women's division, the, the women wrestling, um, it's – I was always a fan of it, even, I mean, back in the day, it was all sexed up, glamoured up, you know. But still, uh, I, I rewatched some of Survivor Series 19, no, Survivor, Survivor Series 2000. And, oh God, what was her name? Uh, Lita? Is that her name? Oh my God, my yeah.
3: favorite ever.
0: Uh, she had a match um, facing off against, I don't know who it was, um, but it was a hell of a match. Like, I forgot. I forgot just how amazing she was in the ring. And there's a point in that match when she got hit in the face, like, like seriously, got hit in the face and started bleeding and she was bleeding out like heavily <laughs> and she just went on. She still did her flips. She, you know, she still finished the match, but no, she was, she still is one of my favorites. You know, she doesn't wrestle anymore. I'm guessing, but back mm-hmm. then, you know, she, you know, she was amazing, but, uh, <clears throat> So it's, it's the women's division now. The women wrestlers that really got me back into it too, because like yeah, they're they're doing stuff that, you know, some of the men can't even do. So yeah, I I'm I'm impressed as uh, as I've always been with like the the women wrestlers. So yeah, this match was like good too. Um, again, it was it was nicely placed, like almost right in the middle of WrestleMania. So, um, okay, any other smaller matches before we jump into the top five? I think uh, yeah. What? I mean, I'll just say like um. I did see the AJ Styles Randy Randy Orton one like that was fine I guess uh, yeah.
1: nothing much to say there I'm looking, uh, I'm looking through the list Roman uh, Roman Reigns he this is like a big comeback for him oh yeah fans. I did I did see that um, big I win I totally
3: forgot about that match <laughs> <laughs> I
0: uh, totally did. we did we we touched on this last time we talked Marcus but yeah and then we t- we t- we touched on it uh, just a few minutes ago yeah like. Um, uh, they were trying to make him a big thing. the 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 audience didn't, didn't like him, but then he went away
1: because he had uh, to deal with personal stuff. Then he came back. Do people like him now, Marcus? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Since he's come back, he's been getting very good reactions. The the okay. boos have not come back. Uh, yes, there's still <laughs> but uh, for now, people like him. What What about and, you, Ellie? Uh, as part
0: of the WWE universe, do you like him?
3: I've always liked him.
0: You've always liked him? Okay. Yeah. Yeah.
3: I think he's like really awesome. And I liked all the shield stuff. Of course. I think I get annoyed with the WWE and the way they book him, but I Uh like him as as a character and a wrestler.
0: Yeah. And I think we knew, uh, Marcus and I that, uh, well, Marcus mainly knew, and I kind of figured that there wouldn't be a big Roman Reigns, uh, match for this WrestleMania. So they just had this, I don't know who Drew McIntyre is. Um, uh who is he exactly, Marcus? Um
1: Some guy. Uh, Scottish <laughs> the Scottish destroyer. <laughs> you know, that, he's is that, been there for
3: he's... a while, but he like works a lot behind well, he used to work a lot behind the scenes and like with the cruiserweight division.
1: Ah, uh, okay. So yeah. Yeah, and he came back recently and he's been getting kind of a bigger push and and uh they're making him look really dominant and the storyline the last few weeks is that he was saying Roman was weak for having cancer or whatever so it was really big yeah. <laughs> it was, so yeah so it was a big like Roman Reigns came out to physically actually beat his cancer in front of everybody that's kind of what happened and it was that's how wrestling works and
0: uh, <laughs> that's how wrestling
1: works they really
3: do use some personal stuff sometimes. they do yeah.
1: they 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 went after um,
0: the dad as we'll talk about here in a bit in one of the matches a father uh, literally gets beat up <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah, let's, let's, okay, let's jump into the top five. I think we covered the smaller matches. The top five of WrestleMania, according to Marcus. <laughs> What's
1: number five, Marcus? Uh, do we... Wait, so are we ranking these, or are we just going in order? What do we want to do? Let's do... Let's do
0: a ranking... Let's do a Marcus ranking, all right? Oh, boy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you put
0: them in the order you want us to talk about them in.
1: I just want to talk about them in the order they happened. Chrono- reading the, through this, this look. That works.
0: Um, the Marcus order is chronological order. There you go. <laughs> All right. Sorry. Uh, 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 Reveal the
1: Marcus list. Uh, okay, Marcus, uh, number five. <laughs> okay, number five. Uh, We started out with a big shocker that the very first match of the night was yes. the Universal Championship match between... Brock Lesnar and Seth Rollins. Here we go. Okay.
0: And, uh, guys, was this totally unexpected? Allie, like, was this kind of, did this kind of throw you for a loop or something?
3: That it was first?
0: Yeah, that it was first.
3: Yeah, I was a little shook. I was like, what? This is like Brock Lesnar. Like, Brock Lesnar is usually one of the big money, like, money guys that Vince likes to book as main event. So I thought he would at least put him, like, towards the end, but. You know, whatever. I was into it. I like the way that it started the show and that it hyped people up.
0: Uh, are you a fan of Brock Lesnar, Allie? No. No. Okay, you're you're you're, you're one of them.
3: <laughs> I loved him when he said the Suplex City bitch stuff.
0: Uh huh. I don't know uh-huh. if
3: anybody remembers that. I have I, a shirt that says Suplex City on it, and like on a road sign. It's awesome. Oh. <laughs> but th- now I hate him.
0: Yeah, I think I was there when he, when they brought him into the WWE, uh, like in the early 2000s. Um, and yeah, he, that gimmick was, was big. I mean, he I, I I liked him back then. I still kind of like him now. You know, I don't have that resentment that a lot of people have. I guess because um, yeah, I, I I I know his deal now. You know, he comes in for the big matches. Doesn't show up on like the Raw or Smackdowns a lot. You know, the, he he keeps his titles f- for months at a time. Um, yeah. you know, I get, I get that's why people don't like him. But uh, yeah, uh, I Marcus was this a huge surprise for you? This being the first match?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I would have expected it to be second to last or somewhere around there. But uh, I thought the way that they set it in storyline, where this Brock, if he's not going to be last, he doesn't want to be waiting around. I thought that was really uh, funny, and yeah. uh, and the match itself, it, it was not very long, but it kind of it it gave you that big surprise win cuz i also i had no hope that Seth Rollins would win but i was pleasantly surprised that he did and uh it gave you like a nice big uh surprise uh to start off the show like kind of a like a what's what am i looking for like a
3: foreshadowing
1: it set the tone <laughs> yeah it, there you go was, like they were trying to tell you it's okay we're going to let, give you the things that you want this this night foreshadowing
0: tone setting <laughs> uh, is what we're calling it. But yeah, I, I liked it. Um, it says here it was two minutes and 30 seconds, which I'm guessing that was all in ring because uh, Brock Lesnar beat him up for a while before they actually got into the ring, which I liked that setup where it looked like, I mean, they're they're selling it pretty well. It looked like, yeah, uh, Rollins was going to lose because... <laughs> Lesnar like threw him like across the table. Like, he, did that his finishing move out outside the ring, right? Like, all this crazy shit was happening, and yeah, the fact that Rollins came back and and won, uh, that was a great start. I was I was excited. I was pumped up. Uh, although yeah. I was watching it like at one a.m. in the morning <laughs> is, when, is when I was watching it. But no, it, it was it was a great uh, opening to WrestleMania. So, and yeah, like you're saying, Marcus, like yeah, uh, because we talked about it previously, uh, I didn't expect him to win. I thought it was going to be easily just Lesnar coming in and and, and winning. So, uh, what what do you think, guys? Will be the ramifications of this? Like, are we? Like, what's going to happen to Brock Lesnar now since he's not the champion? I mean, what's 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 going to happen? Yikes! <sighs> yikes! Oh. <laughs> Ali says yikes. Marcus, what do you say? I
3: I think question. Brock Lesnar isn't he being signed back to UFC? That's
1: that's always the rumor. You never can, yeah yeah you never true. know.
3: I don't just, know. I don't know what happened to Brock Lesnar. I hope we don't see him for a while, man. Like, I'm <laughs> all Brock Lesnar'd out.
1: They, they could, they could, they could do the biggest swerve ever and and come out in ten minutes when Raw starts and have him like get the belt back immediately. They could do oh, that yeah. if they wanted, and I would yeah. not be that shocked.
3: <laughs> They've done it. They've yeah. done it.
0: Uh, that you know that for uh, back when I used to watch wrestling, that uh, rarely happens or um, well, happened uh, like the most vivid example, well, the one I remember the most was after King of the Ring, 1998? No, not King of the Ring, uh, It's 1998, 1999. Like it was after that whole thing where uh, the storyline where Vince McMahon and Shane McMahon lost control of the WWF to Stone Cold. Then they won it back after winning, winning a ladder match and they fired Stone Cold the night of Raw. Uh, but then Stone Cold was like, no, I have a clause in my contract. I get a, re- I get a, a championship match. So they had a championship match on Raw uh, uh, with The Undertaker, and Stone Cold won. And that was like, one of the best surprises ever, because you didn't expect him to win you know, the championship match so soon after pay-per-view. So, the night after. So, um. But I'm guessing that happens a lot, or more often than not, that the, the, the championships maybe change titles on Raw or SmackDown. Guys, no? Say that again? Uh, how often does... <laughs> that was a huge setup to that question. But I'm wondering, like... <laughs> Uh, how many times do, do like the heavyweight championship titles change hands like on like raw or smackdowns?
3: Uh, not very often. Usually if it does, it is like the the next day or um after a, a pay-per-view because there's like something called the rematch clause where if a champion loses their belt they are they have the right to a rematch. So sometimes people will use that rematch clause the next day after a title. Uh, championship match at a pay per view.
0: They're not they're not pay
3: per views anymore, but you know what I mean.
0: <laughs> That's why I call them. I don't. What, what what do we call them? A monthly.
3: Just events, I guess. I don't know.
0: Monthly big time matches. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> I don't know the exact. I'm calling them pay per views. Um, for for lack of a better word. Uh, but no. Okay, so we could maybe see like a a. I I didn't know that was a thing. A rematch clause is that a new
1: newish kind of thing or or what? Uh,
3: the rematch clause. Yeah. I think it's been around for a while.
1: Interesting. Yeah, it it came around the last few years, but they actually got. I think they kind of got rid of it and like like unofficially got rid of it in around December or so of last oh, year. Oh wow!
3: I had no yeah. idea.
1: Interesting.
0: So you know, uh, we're recording this like a few minutes before. Raw happens, so maybe we'll have a title change as we record as we're recording this episode
3: <laughs> right
0: um yeah, but okay, so maybe he'll come back, maybe he won't i mean if i if I were a betting man i i th- uh, I'd say uh we probably won't see him for months uh, that's, that's that's my guess uh hmm. he, apparently he's like a big deal like he has doesn't he have other other shit he could be doing Marcus Lesnar just do other stuff
1: ah, uh, yeah, he like. Challenge Daniel Cormier, a UFC fighter, to a fight for whatever that title is. So that that could happen, but that was also like a year and a half ago and nothing's happened. So there you go. Yeah, who knows? All right, he so- does have other things he could do. <laughs> and let's hope he does them. <laughs> uh,
0: all right, so that was number five. Let's go to number four.
1: Number four. Number four. The Miz versus <laughs> Shane McMahon. Classic grudge match, Falls Count Anywhere. Now this match I liked. Uh, me this
0: too. yeah, this is a a classic to me. Uh Falls Count Anywhere. It was basically a hardcore match, which they don't have those they don't have hardcore championship matches anymore, which is a shame. I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened to that title.
3: It, well, it became a very like family.
0: Oh, that's right. That's the reason oh, why. Think, right, yeah. uh, I mean come on. Come on, guys. I do
3: want to say without was? spoiling the rest of this show. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay.
3: This WrestleMania was extremely nostalgia based because briefly, the Batista match, I felt like I was watching something in two thousand four and it was fucking awesome and I loved it. Mm-hmm. So yes, this match being a false count anywhere match was extremely nostalgic to me.
0: Good. Um I, I mean I I definitely got back to, back into Into those glory days of uh, Shane McMahon, like, 20 years earlier, jumping off of high things and uh, basically destroying his body. Uh, you got a lot of that here, and The Miz was a, a good opponent for him. Uh, Marcus, your thoughts on this match?
1: Yeah, I thought it was awesome for those same reasons. It was, like, uh, really, they told a very, very good story going into this match. I was really excited to see it, and uh, I think they really nailed it. Uh, they did a lot of crazy stuff. Shane McMahon and Miz both fell off of, of high points and a <laughs> uh, fun fun little moment near the beginning when George, uh, Miz's dad, got involved and Shane beat him up. Good, good heel stuff. Uh... Yeah, that that whole dad bit, um,
0: that worked, I guess, because his dad is just a, a dad, right? He's not, because I, I, I get confused. I mean, Alan, this is going to be a recurring theme throughout the show, because um, the Mrs. Dad is just a guy, right? He's not a wrestler or anything, right? No, no, he's yeah. not a wrestler. Okay, because I know a lot of wrestlers... Have dads who are wrestlers, but this is not the he's, case. He's a humble uh, hero <laughs> shop owner. <laughs> so it's just some guy, and yeah, it was it was a good bit where his dad, the Mrs. Dad, went into the ring and was going to fight uh, Shane McMahon in fisticuffs, and he got he got beaten up. Um, but then, yeah, they eventually got to that. I don't even know what it was—a high point, like, like I, uh, camera scaffolding yeah, or uh, something. Yeah, 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 up high. I don't know how high they were. And, um, they did, you know, this crazy feats of, you know, a, what was it? A suplex, it was, uh, the Miz suplex Shane McMahon off this goddamn, yeah. you know, high, high tower <laughs> <laughs> and into, I'm guessing it was like cardboard painted black. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know exactly what it is, like, like safety netting, whatever it was. Um, and it ended with, uh, Shane landing on Miz and, Shane winning the match because the miss was knocked out and that was the end of the False Count Anywhere match. But I like that ending. I, I liked it. I mean... Yeah, very creative. Yeah, very creative. Um, I, how often do we get these kinds of matches uh, in in the current day WWE? Like, stuff that goes out of their way to be like False Count Anywhere kind of extreme.
3: Oh, not very often. Not
0: very often? <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah, which I'm happy I tuned into this one. Yeah, this was good. Um, uh, any other thoughts on this match?
3: I mean, I just really like the storytelling that happened before this. Like, I loved them as friends, and then I like the whole, like, rivalry that started happening. I don't know. I'm a, such a sucker. That's my favorite thing about wrestling, is like the rivalries. A well done rivalry can really, like, immerse people. And I think they did that with this.
0: I, I think it was uh, Marcus who said, well, who else could have been? I don't talk to anybody else about wrestling. <laughs> um,. But I think Marcus was like, uh, yeah, Shane was a good guy for the longest time, right? Um, yeah. Which is weird for me to hear because to me, he's always been like a bad guy. Uh, but yeah, I guess recently, in the last few years, he's been the good guy. Then him having that turn. Um, and I, and I kind of know who the Miz is. Like, he's, yeah, he's the reality star turned wrestler turned reality star turned, you know, still a wrestler. Um, and yeah, it, yeah like you're saying, Ali, it was a good storyline. Like I liked that little. Uh, montage at the beginning, setting it all up, uh, me, me, catching me up on what was going on. I did see some, you know, some of the stuff on Raw and SmackDown beforehand too. But no, I think it, it played out really well. So, and I'm guessing it's not over. Um, like sure, the Miz, you know, suplex Shane off of this high thing, but Shane still won the match. So I'm still this this rivalry is going to continue. I'm assuming. So we'll see more justifying uh, Shane McMahon, uh, you know, matches. Alright, so that was number four, right? Yes. Let's go number three,
1: Marcus. Number three. Number three. Number three. Daniel Bryan versus Ooh. Kofi Kingston okay. for the WWE yes. Championship.
3: Match of the night. So,
1: I mean so good.
0: Ali said it to me, yes. This this was my favorite thing in, in WrestleMania. I hate to spoil it for folks listening. <laughs> folks who know who I like, who I don't like. But I okay. I want to set this up, and then I'll toss it to you guys. So, uh, I, I do my due diligence. I catch up on the big plot lines. I go back and, and watch some matches before watching you know, these main events. I mean, these pay-per-views now. And I, I did my due diligence. I watched the, the Kofi Gauntlet from three weeks ago. Watched all of it. Uh, I watched the Tag Team Gauntlet uh, two weeks ago. Watched the whole thing and that got me really emotionally invested in this match. So I came into it excited uh and uh through the entire match I was like on the edge of my seat. I thought the the going back and forth between the two uh even though I don't know much about Daniel Bryan or even you know you know Kofi like I I was invested enough in in their characters at this point where I'm like yes. Every turn in the match, you know, every you know close pinfall completely into it and then of course Kofi wins and uh Huge emotional moment. The crowd went crazy because they still weren't tired. It was still, <laughs> it was, it was maybe it was kind of halfway through the show when this happened, close to middle halfway. Right. So yeah, the crowd was still super into it. I was super into it. It was amazing. I I loved it. So that's that's my big takeaway from it. Yeah, match of the night. Um, and we'll talk about the last. We'll talk about the main event when we get there. But uh, I mean, I'm kind of hoping not. I. Uh, I, w- I wonder what what would have been if this was the main event versus what we had, you know, um, if it would have been any difference, if the energy would have been different, because yeah, like I said, this is halfway through WrestleMania, people weren't tired, and if you watch, rest- I mean, if you watch the main event again, you know, if you watched it, you'll see the crowd is not fully into it because it's a 1 a.m. <laughs> right. So yeah, so yeah, that, that's my big takeaway. I mean, guys, what uh, what's your big takeaway, Ali? You go first.
3: Well, I legitimately started crying because I saw Kofi Kingston debut on ECW in 2007. Oh, wow. So, so to watch him, like, he used to, his gimmick used to be that he was Jamaican. And so he would speak in a Jamaican accent. And then, like, he got found out or something. And then <laughs> it, it was ridiculous. But either way, I mean, I've seen him grow as an athlete and as a character on the show. And so, having followed him for literally now geez like over a decade it it made me really emotional because he really deserves it and just the support he got from his new day you know his co-new day errors <laughs> it was really i was really emotional it was beautiful and amazing and congratulations i'm so excited
0: oh uh, yeah um because this was i mean surprisingly enough like after what like b- being in the business or the WWE for what, like more than ten years or something? Like
3: fifteen years. Fifteen
0: time. years, jeez! And then yeah. this this being his first um, singles, you know, match for a championship. Uh, man, he he earned it. Marcus, your takeaways from this?
1: Oh, it was just it's just so great. It was as great as you guys said. It was like a really beautiful story. Uh, like, the New Day and their whole... The New Day are such likable characters together. Their whole powerful, power positivity thing. It's so infectious. It's really fun. And you just... You want the best things for them. And when something like this happens for them and they actually get it, it's like... And this is even bigger than when they won the tag titles before. Like, this is such a big, big thing. And the the... Match was very good on its own. Lots of great like near falls and stuff where you thought maybe Daniel was going to win, or or when it looked like Kofi was going to win, he didn't. Just very edge of your seat stuff, and and that after he won and the kids ran into the ring, that was so cute, so so fun. Uh, Somebody needs to explain to me. Because I've seen some of it of the
0: gimmick of, of New Day and what they do, but somebody needs to explain to me what exactly is going on with the pancakes and everything else. <laughs> Who, who's the who's the best? I mean, Allie, can you describe to me what their thing is? I mean, I like them, they're I do.
3: Major nerds, <laughs> okay. Like I think Xavier Woods has a gaming channel, and so they're into that whole like animation stuff, and so it's just what. Marcus said it's like this over the top positivity like they have i don't know if you're familiar with bootios
0: i i I am familiar i'm not okay. too sure exactly what's going on there, but i'm familiar with that
3: i don't know it's just really fun and like kind of adorable and i don't know I, I honestly wish I could explain it better but <laughs>
1: Marcus, do you want to try? <laughs> No, no, she, she's right. That's, that's what it is. They're so fun. They're just, they're really a, just a whole, they're a breath of fresh air every time you see them. They're always infectious. They're so fun. And yeah.
0: Well, uh, one thing I love is the fact that, yeah, they, they're a, a team, they're a unit. And yes. when Kofi won, they were
1: together in the ring and yeah. Uh, and they, it, yeah, they had to win that tag team gauntlet to get Kofi into the match anyway. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 it wasn't just about Kofi, it was about the three of them. It's great. Yeah. I hope there's not a turn where one of them turns heel and turns against the other ones. Well,
3: knowing the WWE It's happening right now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, saddest <laughs> day of my life. Raw is opening up and I'm sure the new day is fighting on on, on screen right now. <laughs> um okay, but yeah, th- this again, I love this match. Um the the culmination of a great storyline uh, the whole Daniel Bryan business, where he was a, a crazy environmentalist, you know, for, and for some reason the bad guy—that was weird. But I think it played well, um, and yeah, and the, the good guy won. So, yeah. So that was was that number three. Number yes. three. All right. Number now three. let's go to number two. Number two. Number two.
1: Number in two. In chronological order <laughs> is uh, the no holds barred match. Triple H's career on the line, Batista versus Triple H. Here we go. The uh, fight, the fight of the wrinkly heads. The fight of the. <laughs> um, uh,
0: where where do I even start with this? I'm confused by the reasoning for this, the storyline behind this. Although oh I I liked the the match overall, but I was like, why why have Triple H win? Like, what was all this for? that's that's my general impression after it happened i'm like why Why? marcus why
1: (laughs) well i mean same thing with kurt angle like the Batista's retiring if if you're retiring you you lose you put over the guy that's still there and put over means you lose for the person thank you uh yeah but uh yeah Allie, i really want to hear your thoughts on this match because i was following along with your uh
3: my tweets.
1: your tweets, and you were very, very into this match. And I want. I am a he. Okay, so around
3: two thousand five, two thousand four, actually, Triple H, Batista, Ric Flair, mm. and Randy Orton were all part of a stable. What we call a stable, which is like a New Day, for instance, um, called Evolution. And there was a lot of tension there towards the end and, bet- and betrayal. And then there have been throughout the years. Rivalries where Triple H and Batista would clash. So I think he came back at this point because he felt cheated by Triple H and just kind of like wanted vengeance, obviously. And so I don't know why Triple H won. I hate that Triple H won. I wish Batista would have won, but whatever. But the match was awesome. It felt like I was watching something in 2005 with the chains and triple h's like trademark sledgehammer and the, yeah. the announce tables and oh i loved it
0: i yeah i i i dug it don't get me wrong but um i guess i mean i, I get it i get that um wrestlers turn actors they sometimes come back just to just to just to promote some of their stuff <laughs> Because, hey, who was there sitting ringside as this match was happening? Komen Anjiani. <laughs> from, the, from the upcoming movie, Stuber. So, check that out whenever that comes out. Um, so, I, I get that. You know, that's one reasoning behind why it was happening. But, yeah, I I kind of wanted Triple H to lose as much as I like Triple H. Because that would have been a good end for his in-ring... Uh, career. It, it, in, yeah, in-ring career. Because from what I've heard, I mean, you know... I mean, who's fine you know, as, as what, like how old is he? Like 50 plus year old man.
3: He's got to be like in a 70s. Yeah. Yeah, let me
0: look. Yeah, so As Addie looks that up. I mean, uh, he did decent enough. He he didn't seem super exhausted. He had still energy left, but still, He's uh, only
3: 49,
0: Is so 49. Yeah. Not 50 yet. No, there you go. Um, so I don't know like how much more, I guess my point is how much more does he have left, you know, in him? Um, because he's still what, r- running some of the company, right? Uh, what what what's, uh, he's running NXT, right?
1: Yeah.
3: Who Triple H? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Triple H. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, yeah, my point is like, how you know, how much more does he want to be in ring now? Or because how long did Shawn Michaels go? Or how long did even Ric Flair go? So. Ric
3: Flair went a, like well into his okay, maybe now like late fifties, early sixties. Probably, <laughs> probably not. Probably less than that. He yeah. looks old, man. <laughs> like, <laughs> he, um, ju-
0: he just celebrated, what, his 70th birthday? Yeah, he just celebrated
3: mm-hmm. his 70th, and he retired in WrestleMania 24, so it's literally been 11 years, so 59. Oh, he Jesus. 59.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, fair enough. Oh, and I forgot,
1: didn't Shawn Michaels wrestle last year? Marcus, yeah. right? Yeah, he did. He did? Uh. He wrestled on one of the Saudi Arabia pay-per-views.
3: Oh, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's why I didn't know I didn't watch.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, I remember that
0: conversation uh, because Marcus was... Uh, Marcus, Marcus, tell me what happened during that match because I, I okay. want to be shocked once again by okay. what was happening.
1: Uh, so I don't know exactly what you're referring to but I will say that during <laughs> that match Triple H got injured like actually injured about a minute into this half-hour match. So, Shawn Michaels, who has not wrestled in <laughs> 11 years or so, uh, he is back, and he is having to basically wrestle a tag match against Kane and Undertaker, Yeah, yeah. Oh completely by himself, Christ. because Triple H uh, got hurt, and so Shawn Michaels is is in there and doing everything himself for a half-hour. It is it was a very slow match. is a very tiring match. It, it, they were all tired five minutes in, and you could tell. They're,
3: it, all it's, so old. Yeah, they're all so old. They're all so old.
1: That's what shocked me. In the year of our Lord 2018,
0: Shawn Michaels, Undertaker, and Kane were, were wrestling in a match. That's. Like, I feel like yeah. I've
3: seen this match already before. In your I mean...
0: nightmares. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Look, I'm a major Shawn Michaels fan. Like I, will
0: no, I love Shawn Michaels. Back, like, yeah. I do, but man... When when is enough? I, I get I get wrestling. That's yeah. I've seen the wrestler. I get it.
2: <laughs> but yeah,
0: you you, you go into you can't anymore. Um, but some I guess some old timers just need to sit back and just just let them just let them do it. And yeah, that that whole Saudi Arabia thing is just weird. Anyway, I mean, let's not open that can of worms again. Because hey, they're they're gonna
1: do two more this year, aren't they, Marcus? Yeah, we're going to have to open that can of worms eventually. Oh, goddammit. Not even, (laughs) like, in a month or two, we're going to have to address if we're going to watch that or not. Probably not, but we'll see. Well, not to sideline it too much,
0: but um, uh, it's not part of the month, because, like, okay, it's a monthly thing, these pay-per-views, or whatever you want to call them, but the Saudi Arabia things are not
1: officially part of those monthly Uh no, and and they they do do story for them and stuff, but it's not like they're the most crucial thing. Yeah, like the the Miz and Shane McMahon stuff that actually did stem from one of those shows. I gotcha, but uh, but yeah, they're not really the most crucial thing. They're but I don't know. We'll talk about it more later.
0: Yeah, tell me if I'm crazy when I say this stuff, and please, guys, tell me if I'm crazy. But uh, back when I watched it, uh, like early two thousands, they had these UK shows. Right. Um, uh, and they would do their own, like, separate plot lines. They would touch on what was going on, but they weren't crucial to, like, the main, you know, uh, plot lines. So maybe that's what I'm thinking. It's like the Saudi Arabia stuff maybe touches on them, but aren't crucial. They're not canon, so to speak. No, they Honestly, have, like, house
3: shows and stuff that aren't really, like, they don't affect the storyline. They're just matches.
1: Yeah, okay. and it's these Saudi Arabia shows, they are basically glorified, televised house shows yeah okay With okay the budget of a Wrestlemania like they go all out for it they really do but
0: H- uh, house shows for those who don't know what is that
3: <laughs> just shows um, that happen that aren't televised
0: there you go there you go uh, I just wanted to make sure that's what that was I <laughs> uh,
3: this I mean I guess Saudi Arabia was televised
0: yeah 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 but just a fancy televised house show I, I get it um okay sure. but, yeah, oh, yeah, well Marcus we'll, we'll, we'll burn that bridge when we get there um the Saudi Arabia shows. Uh, so that was what? What even are we on? Was it? No, oh, we, Triple well, H. No, I no think yeah, we should go back to that. Yeah, we did exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We
1: we we had a huge uh, tangent there. Okay, <laughs> I think, I think uh, um, we should talk about the entrances. Oh, for God. Batista and Triple H. God. Omg. God. Oh yeah, Ali, you you go first.
3: Okay. I again. Um, one of my main. Like my high points of the year in terms of wrestling is Triple H's entrances at WrestleMania because every year it's banana pants. Like he probably spends close of like a hundred thousand dollars on his fucking entrances. Oh, that's his and thing. So, I,
0: I didn't know that was his thing that he does. Yeah, one every he, year he
3: every year it's like an amazing entrance. There was one year where he like came out in full like king garb on a throne, and like um it was Alexa Bliss charlotte and um sasha banks were like wearing this like costume and they de-crowned him to prepare him for the match it was like so extra and so it's just super extra and i love it and this entrance this year was super mad max and i loved it so much
0: yeah i text- texted marcus as it was happening saying what the fuck's going on <laughs> with this mad max intro <laughs> but that also- that oh go ahead
3: he, like, so I love his theme song. I'm very much into like entrance themes, and so every time the Motorhead hits, I just get like really emotional.
1: <laughs> no, it's I. It's a great. It's it's a great theme song. And this was his, his older theme song too. Right, right? that's not right. the one that he's been
0: using. Exactly. Yeah, I I didn't catch that because I, of course, I mean, I just I assume that he's used the same one for the last twenty years. So yeah, I guess that's that's a good. It's a good thing you brought up Marcus because I had no idea I just assumed yeah Well it's a great song why, why change it but he's used a different one since then um, Marcus your thoughts on this on the intro I guess <laughs> or the match too because like yeah I, I text you saying Marcus what the fuck's going on but now you know now that I get that that's his thing every year he comes up with something new and this year he chose Fury Road <laughs> as his mm-hmm. as his influence uh, it makes sense uh, yeah yeah But uh, any any thoughts on the entrance? And then we'll talk about the match itself, Marcus. What do you think? It
1: was cool. (laughs) uh, (laughs) Batista's was pretty cool, too. He showed up in the back of an SUV with like 20 guards around him. Oh, yeah. And uh, and he did, like, he walked around to the crowd a lot, like two or three times, (laughs) and really took the moment in. And I thought that was fun.
0: Uh, The match itself. So the match was a... What was it? No disqualifications or... or, uh, No holds barred. No holds barred. Thank you. No holds barred match. Which means, yeah, sledgehammers and needle-nose pliers and uh, crazy um, uh, spears through tables. Um, Yeah, let's jump jump to that, uh, the the pliers business (laughs) with the nose ring. Um, How graphic was that?
3: (laughs) It wasn't that graphic. They didn't really show... Him, I didn't see the nose ring come out of his nose. Yeah,
1: I do uh, go ahead, Marcus. Just in terms of what WWE is now, this is about like this is on the higher level of graphic that they get. Like, it's yeah. pretty kind of hardcore for what they do now. Like, yeah, yeah, we'll yeah, like,
3: It's not McFoley setting a table on fire. Oh, no, 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 it's no.
0: I guess, like, for me, it says graphics are gonna go. From what I've seen in the last like few months of this new you know wrestling, so uh, oh Marcus, on like on that scale, would it be like a ten out of ten in in new wrestling
1: hardcoreness? Um, actually, no. Be in WWE like the at the hell in a cell. Allie, do you remember this Randy Orton and Jeff Hardy stuff? In, um, at,
3: did somebody get, get busted cell. open?
1: Uh, no, I don't think that happened. But basically. Jeff Hardy has gauges in his ears.
3: Oh yes, yes, and yes, yes.
1: Uh, his Randy ear, like, Orton ripped
3: open, didn't
1: it? it? It's Randy Orton like stuck a screwdriver through the gauges and twisted yes. it around. It's it's really nasty I stuff. Now. Yes, that is yes. as hardcore as it gets for WWE. <laughs> but, uh, this okay. was this was up there though, and
0: I I don't think uh, Triple H. Well, uh, to yeah. me, it was graphic enough because it um, I don't know just the imagery. Of Triple H holding that plier to Batista's piercing and Batista's face, selling it for sure, and uh, I don't think it actually got pulled out anyway. They they faked it. No, 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 they faked it.
3: I keep thinking like a kid who has never seen a hardcore match from the past with like barbed wire around a bat and shit, (laughs) watching this for the first time and being like, "Oh my god, what is going on? I'm not used to this." And then us being like, oh, yeah, that's, you know, whatever. It's not that big of a deal.
0: <laughs> no, yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. It's, just, it's not as... I mean, Triple H fighting Mankind, like, in 2000. I forget which which one it was. That was pretty hard. Well, that whole storyline pretty hardcore. Yeah. Yeah. So anything with Mankind <laughs> back in that era, yeah, uh, it'll blow modern-day WWE viewers' minds. Um but no but yeah I mean it had some just had some great moments that maybe my favorite is like uh Triple H spearing Batista through a table like jumping across three tables to do that that was cool Yeah um and the sledgehammer business at the end uh with Flair coming back I mean yeah that was that was a nice turn so yeah overall I liked it um I was uh, this is on my list of like most anticipated and I think it delivered for me so yeah uh happy to see well again I'm so confused as to why it happened you know, story-wise. And I kind of wanted to see the end of Triple H. It would have been a nice way to end his in-ring career. But still, overall, I liked it. So, uh, Any final thoughts on that before we move on to the big one? No? I think I'm good. All right. Yeah. This, this is it. This is it. Number one. Number one. Number one. Mm-hmm. Where do we even start with this? With, I'm upset. Well, with Becky Lynch versus Charlotte Thanks. Flair versus Ronda Rousey. For...
1: The winner takes both the women, the SmackDown and Raw Women's Championships.
0: Uh, Allie, said you said you're upset. Tell us why.
3: I... Okay. <laughs> Here we go. I was so excited and overwhelmed with emotion when I heard that the women were going to be the main event of WrestleMania. Like, that's a huge deal. <laughs> that I thought that the match would be better. And so my expectations were like up here. And the thing is the match was great. But I was so friggin' tired that I didn't care anymore because it was so damn long. I didn't care I... anymore. When she won, I was like, All right, whatever, like Rhonda messed this up, of course, and I never want to watch wrestling again. <laughs> I, turned <laughs> <off> my, <laughs> I turned off my I turned off my T V and I was just like underwhelmed as hell. And I wish it would have just been a bigger moment for this history making match and for Becky. And it wasn't. It didn't feel like that big of a moment to me.
0: Yeah. So, uh, Marcus, uh, what about you? Uh, guess overall thoughts, yeah.
1: Yeah. So, look, I like the match. I think it was very good. But to come off of a seven-hour day of watching wrestling and to end it the way that they ended it, I think that's very unfortunate, doing a disservice to everybody there. But look, I I, I will say I, I'm glad that Becky still got the moment. Yeah. Like that was still very cool to see, even if it was underwhelming the way that it happened. Um, uh, and they're, uh, yeah, it was a good match overall. And I don't know how much we want to get into, but clearly yeah. they're going to they're going to build this to more later. Yeah. So. Um,
0: let me. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to wrap my head around this, so I'm gonna say. I mean, I I I loved it for the most part. Okay, uh, it's it was only at the end that I'm like com- completely disappointed by what happened because <laughs> yeah. I you know, it, it, you know I, I I don't think I mentioned this so far in the episode. Yeah, Becky Lynch is the reason why I jumped back into wrestling. Oh, I did mention that at the very beginning. It's been like an hour. I forgot. Yeah, uh, uh, War War Wumble, uh, 2019, this past year. Yeah, Becky Lynch was that first match and i didn't know who that was i'm like i don't know who this is becky lynch why are they calling her the man and then by the end of that match i'm like oh, okay i love her and then <laughs> she, she showed up at the the women's war rumble and she won that and i'm like okay yeah i am a fan now and then i've been following her plot line you know through the last 3 months leading up to this uh, 4 months now i guess and yeah even the plot line itself leading up to the main event yeah it could have been a lot better I don't know what they were do. They just overcomplicated things. Um, should have just been Ronda Rousey versus Becky Lynch. I don't know why Charlotte Flair ended up there.
3: Well, because they're trying to unify the belts.
0: Is that is that the reason why?
3: Yeah, because um, I'm pretty sure that they're going to go back to being one brand.
0: And oh, the brands again. interesting. Uh, I don't know. What that was. I don't know why, why would they do that? Why would they go back to one brand again?
3: I have no clue because now wrestling is gonna be three hours long instead of two, so wait what like it's gonna be longer because I remember i don't I don't remember the year, but it used to be one one show it wasn't like raw and Smackdown uh-huh. it was one show, and then they split the brands again, and then now I think they're unifying because I'm pretty sure what's gonna happen. I've been scrolling through my t- my Twitter timeline, by the way. <laughs> uh, Seth is going to probably challenge Kofi, and then whoever wins gets both title belts again, and it unifies, and so they already unified the women's belts, so, you know, that's what the direction is headed towards, I feel like. In-
0: interesting. Marcus, do you have any input on this, the unification
1: of the brands? No, yeah, this is something that's just a rumor, and I... I think, like I, I've got Raw in the background here. Yeah, Raw's and, happening, uh, folks, as we're yeah, recording. Kof, yeah. Kofi Kofi showed up on Raw with Seth Rollins there in the ring. I don't have oh. subtitles or anything, so I don't know okay. what happened. But well, yeah, this definitely speaks to what Ali was saying. That would wow. absolutely, be happening. Jesus, so this is big. Because, uh, yeah, that whole
0: uh, brand splitting—I was there when that happened, uh, when it first happened. Guys, I'm this old, so like early 2000s, it's when they did the draft, uh, the first draft of like, yeah, th- these will be Raw these superstars, these will, these will be SmackDown superstars, and I didn't know why that was happening um i'm still not entirely clear i guess it's to help out like with um you know not having to have superstars on both shows just have one have them be on one show and then alternate pay-per-views like this would be a smackdown pay-per-view this would be a raw pay-per-view and not putting so much weight on superstars my guess is why they would do that right
3: well don't you think it would make more sense to have two shows if you have such a large roster to give them to give everybody an opportunity to have something to do yeah, because the problem when there was one show was that they were using the same people over and over and over again, and nobody else was really being used.
0: And so. so when when you say two shows, you mean two shows? What, what, what do you mean when you say two shows?
3: Raw and SmackDown.
0: So there'll be two Raws and two SmackDowns?
3: No, just like Raw and SmackDown, like Raw on Monday, SmackDown on Tuesdays. Instead of having like Raw, like okay, oh two rosters, two rosters. Hey. <laughs> Because right. before there was a Raw and then there was still a SmackDown, but every superstar was on both Raw and SmackDown. Right,
0: right. Okay, yeah. Wait, go back. <laughs> why Why am I so confused about this? What? Uh, this should be easy for me to understand. So you
3: have Monday Night Raw. <laughs>
0: okay, yes. Monday Night Raw. And then
3: you have SmackDown. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Okay. Before, right. it was... Monday Night Raw and also SmackDown, but it wasn't like the superstars that were on SmackDown were exclusive to SmackDown. Right, right. It was like all the superstars were on both shows. Right,
0: right. Yeah, they they, they were able to do two shows. Yeah,
3: correct. Right, but it it wasn't like two different brands. Right, it wasn't right. like the roster of SmackDown and then the roster on Raw. Yeah. Do, do you understand what I'm saying? See
0: that I understand, <laughs> but what I'm saying is like why? I guess my my point is like to give them a break why have them be over two shows why have them do two shows a week when they can just do
1: one is my point well I don't know why uh, I'm guessing the, the answer would be um, money I guess that's <laughs> yeah make I,
0: money. Uh, I'm trying to think of the superstars to give them a break <laughs> they're they're independent contractors if we don't know if, you, if if anybody's missed John Oliver last you know when they did that his show two weeks ago you know I, I'm trying to give them a break here guys Uh, But Uh, I get it. No, I I get the point where it's like, if it's it's a unified brand, they can be on two shows, they can
1: do more, they can have more to do, right, I guess? Uh, Marcel, I don't know if you know this or not, but they, both, right now, both shows are Monday and Tuesday night, or Monday Raw, Tuesday Smackdown, and they're both on USA Network. Yeah. And uh, recently, within the last year, uh, Fox signed a big, like a billion dollar deal to get Smackdown. Jesus. And Raw, so Raw is staying on Monday nights on USA, but Tuesday, or I mean, Smackdown is moving to Friday and it's going to be on, uh, Fox 17 or whatever, 17 here Fox and, uh, on Fridays. And, uh, so yeah, I wonder that they're going to be like two different channels or thinking there's no reason to have them be two different shows. I don't know. I don't know.
0: This is so goddamn confusing as to why this is happening.
1: <laughs> you know,
0: you know, because you know, I guess my point is like, to me, the the, the brand split makes sense. I guess because there's just so many superstars, and why have them if they had their own shows each week with separate rosters? It makes sense to me. But I guess the point is money, right? You have two shows on two networks now, and to get more eyes on it, you'd say, hey, you know, Rousey's gonna or whoever the big name is. I, I don't want to. I mean, I don't know. You, you say, "Hey, Becky Lynch is going to show up on Raw and SmackDown, so you can watch on two networks on two shows." I don't know, guys. I mean, Ali gonna say kinda something? Kind of
3: like made more sense in the past because yeah. they used to have like huge events. Like, first of all, the video game was SmackDown versus Raw.
0: <laughs> yes.
3: And so that was a concept, and then they had like literal SmackDown versus Raw matches at WrestleMania. Like that was a match they had every single year. And so everything that the WWE does seems to be for money because Money in the Bank, the Money in the Bank match used to be at WrestleMania. And now they've made an entire pay-per-view out of it. So that's probably, I mean, it's got to be money.
0: Uh, Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, I guess we'll unwrap this as this show continues on because uh, uh, hopefully we'll make sense of it, me and Marcus, because...
1: Before this this series is over, we will have solved the mystery. (laughs) Of of the brand. Of the brand. Of the brand unification <laughs> of the WWE. That is our promise to you, dude. <laughs> and the
0: business behind it. We'll have a, we'll have a uh, segment on the show. <laughs> the update on the unification of the WWE. <laughs> okay, so, okay, that makes sense. Let's go back to the main event. Um, as to why uh, Charlotte Flair would be brought in as the SmackDown champion, okay? Because they're, brand, they're, un- they're unifying the championships.
3: Uh, s- supposedly, allegedly. suppose
0: allegedly. Yeah, this is still, this is still rumor, but yeah. I mean, the fact that Marcus just brought up that he's watching Raw in the background. Um, well, first off, Marcus, pay attention—we're podcasting, and also, <laughs> yeah, you, you said Kofi and and Rollins were in the ring together, so something's going on there. You know, yeah. yeah so that's further furthering further stir, stirring the pot in this whole thing. Anyway, back to the main event. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah, my point was like they were just overcomplicating things sure uh Becky was doing like they had her I don't know like the, the, the Kofi storyline was so so beautifully you know compared to this um and oh you know, I failed to mention uh, this at the beginning um uh, th- th- this isn't going to be a running segment on the show because we just don't have time. But uh, I was like, "Hey, let's watch an old pay-per-view main event," and and I said, "Hey, let's watch uh, that whole that old uh, uh, WrestleMania 1998, no 1997 or, or 98. Somebody yeah, correct 98. me. 98. Thank you, Ali. Uh, with Stone Cold versus Shawn Michaels." Because I'm like, yeah, that kind of felt like the same kind of tone um, of uh, what they were trying to do with Becky in this main event. You know, Becky's the crowd favorite. You know, she's the, she's been the champion before, but the. Uh, this is like a whole new thing where she has her chance. She's in the main event. Everybody's behind her. Like, you know, uh, uh, similar to how Stone Cold back in 98 was, the you know, everybody was behind him and he was the good guy and he was facing off against Shawn Michaels. And then also add in the fact that in that WrestleMania from 98, they threw in like Mike Tyson in there as like the special guest referee, which was weird. <laughs> um, but I'm like, yeah, like I, I rewatched that the other night. And uh, just to get ready, because I'm like, yeah, maybe, maybe, you know, they'll 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 turn it around and they'll have this main event be as like amazing as that was back in the day. But no, <laughs> if if anything, the, the the Kofi plot was was a better plot and more. It reminded me of like why, uh, why, why I first initially loved
1: storylines in wrestling because like it I- it got you into it. I have something to say specifically about this point that the Kofi storyline was so much better. Uh-huh. Uh, the Kofi thing, it it fell into their laps and they were like, like Kofi, this was not their plan. Getting Kofi to WrestleMania was not their plan six months ago. That, that was not on the radar whatsoever. But then Kofi was in that gauntlet match and got so huge with the crowd and the crowd carried him here and they kind of went... Yeah. Against their against their own will, taking him there, against against WWE's against Vince McMahon's will, taking him there, and uh, so they kind of came up with that story on the fly and worked off the crowd. This one, they they one hundred percent wrote this, and this is what happened. Like I'm, I'm just gonna say that I the WWE creative powers right now, they're. They really need to change something. Like the, I, I don't know. They they drop the ball too often. Like I, like Allie said earlier, watching Raw. If you're trying to watch Raw every single week, just straight up watch it. It's it is it is dull. It is it is hard. It is hard to do. And, uh, and it's just... Yeah, the the creative team is not the best right now. They have the best wrestlers they have ever had. They have the biggest roster they have ever had. And it really sucks. They don't have a great creative team to back that up. Yeah. And, anyway, I wonder how yeah.
3: diverse the creative team is. I, I definitely, definitely wonder that, too.
1: Yeah, so. I... Yeah. Uh,
0: and are they hiring? Can I put in an application? <laughs> um, okay, so we're dancing around what happened at the final at the, 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 the final beat in this match um, and what exactly happened. And I'm sure this is going to be a whole deal. Um, uh, they'll incorporate it into the storyline. They'll write it up. Um, but it felt so goddamn weird having... It It was, It was. came out of nowhere. I didn't, I didn't know what happened until like they announced it. They're like, wait, that was it? That's it?
1: Yeah, what What happened there? Marcus, what happened there? <laughs> uh, Rhonda... Gave Becky uh, her uh, Piper's Pit, which is this fall to the ground. I don't know. And Becky rolled her up, uh, turned that Piper's Pit into a roll-up pin, and for some reason the ref counted three, and it was over. <laughs> for some so, reason. <laughs> yeah, and so that was the finish that happened. I like I I a lot of people think it was an actual mistake or a, a botch as a mistake in wrestling. A lot of people think it was a botch. I don't. I think it was planned. I think they just did a poor job of planning it. But I don't know. What do you What do you guys think? Did, uh, yeah, uh, Ali, what do you think um, of that? That count? Well,
3: what do you mean by what? Did, you think that Rhonda like lifting her shoulders like that was planned?
1: I 100% do. I think that uh. they're. I think that they're going to try to build this to SummerSlam, to next WrestleMania, to two WrestleManias from now. I think this. Jesus, the right, stuff. Be- I think this stuff between these three is not over, and we are definitely going to keep seeing it.
3: And even if it wasn't planned, they're going to capitalize off of it. Sure, gonna exactly. Say, yeah. Like, Ronda's going to come back. She's going to be like, "Oh no, my, you know, shoulders weren't on the mat or whatever. Yeah. I want a rematch." And then it's just going to go on and on and on. It's going to be a Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns situation. So be
1: prepared. Oh, so man. He, uh, go, he, go on, Marcella.
0: Uh, yeah, I'll just bring up two things, and I'll toss it back to you, Marcus. Um, one thing uh, I, I read on Twitter, and I don't know how true this is. I don't know the veracity of this, but apparently uh, some inside sources say that uh, that was not planned. That uh, Rousey was supposed to tap out to Lynch, but hmm. um, who somebody made the call could have been Vince McMahon, could have been you know I don't know who in the ring could have said, hey, let's this let this be the end, and then that was it. Um or or the or the ref just counted too quick and ah so that's one thing that's that's con- that's conspiracy theory there that maybe Vince McMahon Survivor Series uh, Ronda Rousey or the fact that uh, Rousey apparently broke her hand during the match yeah had, that's what I was gonna bring up had something yeah, to do with so it so
1: either way it doesn't really matter we're probably not seeing her for a while if she did legitimately break her hand so yeah. I. But uh, just ending it on that false note, whether it was
0: uh, planned, um, you know, uh, including the – because, yeah, like, um, to just just to make it perfectly clear to people listening, like, yeah, like <laughs> – and this is what really killed me. And I wanted to rewatch the match this morning, but I couldn't bring myself to rewatch it <laughs> because of that end. Like, um, when it happened and the ref counted three, I was completely like, like, what? So and then they replayed yeah. it. They they re- actually replayed it, uh, where the, you see Becky pinning R- Rousey, but you see Rousey's right. shoulder lifting up, and then the camera. You know, they they cut away from that real quick, and one of the commentators was like, "Wait a second. <laughs> it's like you see you see Rousey's like right shoulder clearly lifting up off the mat, but the ref still counted three, and I'm like, "God damn, they fucked this up. They uh, they what? really fucked this up."
3: I mean they've done those before and like Marcus said it was probably done on purpose especially if the commentator said something.
1: Yeah, yeah, that that is a telltale sign that it probably <laughs> if if Corey Graves commented on it it probably was supposed to happen.
0: Okay, fair enough because I don't I don't know the I don't know these uh, commentators enough. Uh I mean, I mean I was happy by the way side tangent that uh, Jerry Lawler showed up for like one match during WrestleMania because I grew up with uh, uh Jim Ross. no JR and uh, jerry the king lawler um but no these new commentators except for what's his name the guy's been there for 20 years now michael cole like he's yeah. he's around still which is unfortunate um but no but i the, like
3: michael cole
0: he's uh, he's i he's, always, he's he's well he's like 50 years old now and he still seems like a kid to me he just <laughs> he's <laughs> like a young whippersnapper who who messes up like every other line um i don't know he's fine i guess but no i say again i don't know who these commentators are and like i just remember the, one of the commentators saying wait a second like R- rousey's uh right shoulder went up let's let's see that again and they didn't play it again because i felt like somebody in the booth was like let's burn this footage it never happened <laughs>
3: <laughs> exactly yeah
0: so but again i mean uh apparently rousey's out she broke her hand so we probably won't see her and Whenever she comes back I'm sure they'll play it up. It seems like a moment whether it it was botched or not, whether they you know uh, uh you know, whether somebody screwed up, they're gonna have it be part of this thing now where it's like, yeah, it it was a false note. And that what? and that just doesn't that I'm not satisfied, Marcus. Forgot whether
1: whether it was on purpose or not, it was still a mistake. Okay, yeah. yeah. Perfectly uh, stated. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. But, again, I liked that match. I did. Nice. Um,
0: uh, What what Becky was doing there was the reasons why... I mean, first off, her outfit was amazing. Her hair was amazing. Yes. Oh, my God. uh, She's incredible. Um, And just her, her style of wrestling... I'm I'm all I'm all I'm all for it, and even Charlotte Flair I respect Charlotte Flair even though I don't like her character you know as much but yeah she's impressive too. Rousey is messy as hell. See <laughs> she, like she's like there were like few instances where she had to like redo her like moves and stuff and uh, I don't know, I I mean Allie what do you think of Ronda Rousey? I want to get I your okay good <laughs> so I want to make sure because yeah I mean having seen her wrestle now um over the course of like three months. In, in the matches I've seen her in, yeah, I'm not a fan. You know, uh, in in the ring, character wise, I don't think she's very good. Um, yeah. I just
3: wish I would have seen her get her ass beat. Yeah, you know, I clearly. Would have been yeah. like the the story that was told of this match, but it just wasn't, and that's okay.
0: Yeah, to, to to have her tap out would have been a perfect ending, but yeah. no, no, oh, didn't happen. Didn't happen. And that 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 that's how WrestleMania 35 ended. <laughs> on that note, <laughs> I'm still happy for Lynch. Um Me too. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm hoping to see more straightforward matches with her. <laughs> you know, none, none of this crazy shit uh, being added on. Maybe more simple storylines. We'll see. Um, uh, what What do you think? going to Marcus first. What do you think's next for her storyline? What What, what do you think they're gonna do now that Rousey's out of the picture?
1: Well. Shoot, I don't know. She's got both belts, so she's got to either if the unification thing happens or she's got to drop one of them sometime, right? Yeah. And uh, I'm guessing Ronda specifically might be out of the picture for a while, but maybe she'll st- – I'm, I'm excited to see her wrestle somebody else. For like We've, we've been wrapped up in this storyline for many, many, many months, and so I, I'd be excited to see her wrestle a Sasha Banks or a Bayley or a – Another wrestler. (laughs) (laughs) Another wrestler. I I, yes, I I I don't know. I don't know. I I think I think that they have not I think that everything has everything so far as slightly underwhelming as it's been, I think everything is perfectly salvageable. I think that she's still a great character, I think that they can pick it up if they do. Right. There you go, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Ellie and and more thoughts on that,
0: like the future of this storyline. Uh, with, with Lynch or Charlotte, even Rousey.
3: I just hope that they redeem themselves for this match because I wanted to see Becky look tremendously powerful and I just, I, I don't think they did that with this match. So hopefully she faces somebody else, somebody new. Yeah. I wish Nikki Bella was still wrestling because I'm obsessed with her and that would have been fun for me.
0: Yeah. yeah. And yeah, like I said, I mean, um, I'm guessing the next time we'll see her... Wrestle is at Money in the Bank, right, Marcus? For sure. Um, Possibly, yeah. For a for somebody to challenge her, and if that it's... if the unification thing happens, I guess she'll just have the one belt to
1: to, to you know to contend with. And uh, we'll see who wins the Women's Money in the Bank match. That will definitely be a if not an immediate feud, it will be a threat looming over her shoulder. Mm-hmm. It will definitely be something. To watch out for yeah so there you go so yeah um
0: overall how about this uh how would you rate or what are your overall feelings on the entirety of wrestlemania 35 Allie, why don't you go first
3: i thought it was great i mean the matches were it was like half good half bad but i think the overall feel of it was great I think the nostalgia factor that I mentioned before really made me like love this WrestleMania. It was a lot of fun.
1: There you go. Uh, what about you, Marcus? Yeah, I thought it was really, really high quality stuff. I thought it was really good overall. Uh, like I'm, I'm looking over the card, and I can honestly say I didn't, I didn't dislike any matches. I thought they were at least decent, and they, there were very high heights in there, and. I don't, watching the last couple WrestleManias, I think they had maybe higher production value or something in the last few. Like, last, last this year, their big screen was a big rectangle. And last <laughs> year, their giant screen was, like, in the shape of a masquerade mask, and that was yeah. super cool. But still, even, even though that was a little bit of a bummer, it, I still had a very, very, very good time. And it was, like, it was hard. It was, it was, uh... It was nice to see that what they said six months ago, that they said they're going to start listening to their fans more often. It was very nice to see we got at least three gigantic babyface wins on this show. Seth Rollins, Becky Lynch, and Kofi Kingston. And, yeah, I am am very uh, pleased with the night overall. I had a good time.
0: Yeah, I, I'll bring this up too, like, what about the, comparing this to the previous WrestleManias in terms of, like, qualities of matches, is, it, is, it, is this better than last year's, or
1: previous year's? Um, uh, it, maybe, I think- like, us, go on, yeah, go ahead.
3: I think it's important to also note that this is like the first WrestleMania without Undertaker involved in anyway.
0: Oh yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, I think
3: for that it's it's worth, you know. <laughs> that's a
0: it's that's a win. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: It's yeah, cuz I I think uh even in last time we talked to Marcus, we we thought maybe he'd show up for something. <laughs> but no, likely he did not. Um No, I I mean, yeah, for me overall I I enjoyed this thing. I did. Um, there are plenty of matches there that I wasn't invested in um, and plenty of superstars now that I'm fully behind like I'm for sure a fan of of Kofi's I'm for sure a fan of Seth Seth Rollins now he really showed off how great of a uh, superstar he is and uh, yeah I'm still a fan of Becky Lynch even though what the fuck's going on with their storyline Um,
1: but yeah I'm still invested
0: I'm excited to see where this goes and
1: Uh. yeah Money in the Bank is the next one right Marcus? That's right, May 19th, Money in the Bank. Um, be there, or... B-square. Square. <laughs> uh Can uh, I interject right now, Marcelo? What is going uh, on, Marcus? Raw in the background. Oh, uh, Jesus. This is, this is an important lesson to learn. Uh, never trust any fucking thing that ever happens, ever. Uh, Kurt Angle is back in the ring, wrestling.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what wow. is happening?
1: Oh, God, what? He is fighting Baron Corbin. He's putting him in the ankle lock. Okay. Last night was bullshit. All right, but well here we, go. There we I, go.
0: Yeah, I'm glad I'm glad you you brought that up Marcus. that's it's a perfect way to end this episode. Um, wrestling is bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding, it's fun. Um, Allie, so happy to have you on this. It was fun. Thank you. I mean, I
3: love talking about
0: wrestling. We talked about wrestling for ninety minutes, um, <laughs> and I I enjoyed it, even though I was thoroughly confused through some of that stuff. <laughs> I need you to come back and talk about the unification of the brands again (laughs) in a future episode. Um, But before we go, yeah, please do. I'm serious. Please do. Um, Before we go, plugs. Hey, where can the people listening find you online? Are you asking me? I'm asking you, Alejandra.
3: (laughs) You can find, oh my God, my full name. You can find me on Twitter at sick underscore underscore six six. You can find my brand new column, Bloodlust, on Talk Film Society, which I'm super, super excited about. Yes. And you can listen to my podcast on the Talk Film Society network as well. And find them on Twitter at sequels, S-E-E-Q-U-E-L-S.
0: Yes. Do it, up, folks. She's great. Trust (laughs) me we just listened to her for 90 minutes of our wrestling. Of course. She's great. Marcus. Hey, what about you? Stop, stop watching raw for a second and, and, and give us your uh, so plugs. I guess, uh,
1: <laughs> uh, you can follow me at Marcus Irving three, one seven. If you would like to go over to talkfilmsociety.com dot com where we have a, uh, great, great website there with lots of movies and stuff. <laughs> um, I am doing a series every two weeks where I'm watching through the James Bond movies for the very first time. And, uh, I am up to Diamonds Are Forever. I'm having a good time. And you should read my write-ups about them.
0: Yes, do that, folks. Uh, As for me, Marcelo J. Pico on Twitter, I'm alright. Follow me, I guess. And yeah, Talk From Society. Listen to us, read us, and also support us on the Patreon, patreon.com slash talkfromsociety, where we'll have shows like this. This is showing up on the Patreon, the show. Hope you enjoyed that um and also hey we have new series coming up uh currently as of this recording we have the podcast from the black lagoon series and more exciting stuff coming up on the patreon so support us and uh have some content uh that's it all right again uh thanks thanks Allie. it's been fun
1: Uh,
0: uh and now marcus it's time for our signature catchphrase to end the show
1: I don't remember it. <laughs> I don't know either. I don't think we have one. Um, uh, okay, so yeah, wrestling. It was It was like wrestling is good. Oh, wrestling good, yes. Re- wrestling good, wrestling yes, wrestling forever. Wrestling good, wrestling yes, wrestling forever.
2: I'm untouchable, but I'm forcing you to feel